Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness, a daily podcast devoted to spirituality and self-help. If you're new, I want to welcome you. If you're returning, welcome back. So before I get started with the topic today, I want to talk to you guys about Smart for Life. These protein bars are amazing, and I wanted to tell you about the new one that I just tried. A couple of weeks back, I got a text saying that they were having a sale for buy a box, get a box free, which is an awesome deal of the coffee latte protein bars. So I thought, okay, I'll try it because I love coffee and I love their protein bars. The lemon so far is my favorite. However, the coffee latte bars came and it only took a couple of days to get. They are delicious. If you like chocolate and you like coffee, you will be hooked. And what I love about Smart for Life is they always have some kind of deal going on. They just had a deal for two free strawberry bars because it was Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So anytime you ordered anything, they threw in two free strawberry bars. These bars are really good and they're so easy. If you are looking for an easy and smart way to lose weight, this is the answer. Even if you're just looking to be healthy, because I wasn't really looking to lose weight. I just wanted an easier way to take my breakfast and lunch to school. So what I do is I eat two of the protein bars when I'm at school. I eat one when I get to school for breakfast, I eat one for lunch, and then I eat a third one, usually as like a snack in between lunch and dinner. And then when I go home, I eat a sensible dinner. And I can tell you that I have noticed the difference. I don't get hungry as often. And I feel like I am losing weight even though I'm not trying to. My clothes are fitting more loosely. So if this is something that you're into, you wanna look for a way to help you lose weight, or you just wanna make your life easier by being able to eat on the go, I would recommend trying these Smart for Life protein bars. They have cookies, they have soups, they have shakes, so many different things. Go check them out. The Smart for Life website will be in the notes to the podcast. It's simply smartforlife.com, which is pretty easy to remember. And if you are a loyal listener of my show, you can put in the coupon code AWESOME and you will get 10% off. So go check them out. You will not regret it. It has been a life changer for me. All right, guys. Well, today I wanted to talk to you about recognizing toxic relationships. You all know my past, you know my story, you know that I was married to a toxic person and it was life-changing for me. It was a wake-up call for me. And I wanted to talk to you about this because most people, when they think of toxic relationships, they think of romantic relationships. But you can have toxic relationships with your family, with your parents, with your friends. And honestly, many of us who have toxic relationships, it's because we had other toxic relationships in our past. And whether that's a past life or this current life and it stems from our childhood, the thing that I know is being in toxic relationships is extremely draining. So I wanna talk to you about how you recognize when you're in a toxic relationship and what you can do to help yourself get out of it. And the number one thing that I have to stress to you is when you are in a toxic relationship, it depletes your energy and your self-esteem and it leaves you feeling exhausted. It's exhausting. You feel like this person has sucked you dry of your energy, sometimes your money, really of anything. Because really, 
This is what toxic people do. They have to feed their own egos. I believe that toxic people become that way because they didn't get the attention that they needed or because they experienced some sort of trauma in their life that caused them to react the way that they do. It's almost like having a personality disorder sometimes. It, I mean, toxic people, it can show up in so many ways. They can appear as narcissists in your life. They can appear as people with borderline personality disorder. I mean, in my own case, it really seemed like my ex had two personalities. He could be this very charming, amazing, loving person. Obviously, he had to be or I wouldn't have fallen for him. If he was a jerk all the time, I wouldn't even have wasted my time with him. They're very, very good at manipulation. So for me, it was almost like he had two completely distinct, different personalities. One was like Prince Charming and the other was like Satan. And I'm not even kidding. And you never knew who was going to show up to the party. You just never did. Sometimes something that could elicit Satan to come out in one instance, in another instance, that the same thing happened, you would still have Prince Charming who is gracious and kind about it. You just never knew what was going to happen. And I think it really depended on his mood. For me, it started off that we started dating and this is so funny now and looking back i remember telling my sister when she asked me you know how'd your date go i remember telling her it's weird because it's almost like he's too polite and she said what do you mean and i said well like he walked around and opened my doors i mean there are even times when we first started dating where when it was raining he picked me up and carried me over a puddle and you just don't see that anymore and to me although it should have struck this oh my gosh you met prince charming you know although it should have felt like that it felt weird to me that someone would be that polite i've never met anyone who goes to that length so it seemed a bit off to me and now i realized it was off because it was an act and it was something that i had to recognize and learn that it could be turned on and off whenever he wanted to and so in the beginning it we like really started dating and it got passionate right away because they want to reel you in quickly they have to that's part of it so you get reeled in and sucked into this whole thing rather quickly and for me there was an incident where it first it was a very scary incident where it first dawned on me like oh my gosh like this isn't the person i thought it was that was a complete Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde moment for me. And it was, we were going to go to a party and well, we, we went out for drinks and dinner and then he wanted to go to a party and I was kind of tired and I kind of felt like maybe he had had a little bit too much to drink at dinner. So I wasn't really feeling super confident about him driving and I didn't think that he should be and going off and partying more because I was worried about his safety and the safety of anyone else on the road so I told him you know I don't think that you should be going to this party and it turned into an argument where he ended up putting his hands on my throat and trying to choke me now luckily he didn't actually try very hard um, but it was a moment for me that I was like whoa you know what what just happened here? 
So that was like the very first glimpse, but then I brushed it off as, oh, he had too much to drink and maybe he just shouldn't get to that point. You know, maybe alcohol does that to him because there are some people who are perfectly fine and then they have alcohol and then that turns them into crazy people. So I thought that's what it was and I just kind of brushed it off, although it did scare me. But then another time, um, he wanted me to go to a wrestling meet with him and I really didn't want to go because we had to get up at four o'clock and at this time I was working a nine to five, well like eight to four job five days a week and I had to get up really early because I had to leave early because of traffic and all of this. And so my weekends were my sacred time for me to be able to sleep in. And this is before having kids, so I didn't know what it was like to be tired and deprived of sleep. So I was like, I want my sleep. And I didn't really want to go, but I agreed to go because it was important to him. But then the next day when it was time to go, I woke up and I was not really feeling really well because I had some kind of sinus thing going on. And I didn't want to, I don't want to get up. I just wanted to sleep in. So he called and I said, you know, I I really don't think I'm going to go because I'd really like to sleep a little more. I'm not feeling well. Well, then I was called every name you can think of, the the B word and the C word and words I had never heard. And he yelled so loudly through the phone that my mom could hear, because at the time I still lived with her, she could hear him yelling and knew that he was upset about something. So those were the tips for me. So for me, it was a very fine line and it was hard because it would be very much like Prince Charming and then all of a sudden like, oh, who is this? You know, what is going on here? So that's how it was for me. But I realized that in the past I had had toxic relationships with friends that were not quite so so glaring and, and such a stark contrast. So like me, you may have also experienced that. So I want to talk about how do you spot when you're in a relationship with toxic people because they may be all around you and you just don't really realize it. So if you uh, have toxic people in your life, whether it's parents, siblings, or friends, or your romantic relationship, toxic people are very manipulative. Their whole goal is to get you to do what they want to you to do. They're very selfish and it's all about them. So they use other people to accomplish their goals through whatever means necessary. So if you're looking for a 50-50 relationship, which is what relationships should be, you're not going to get that if you're in a relationship with a toxic person because it's always about their needs over yours or anyone else's. They're very judgmental. So you will often hear them criticize you or what you've done or what you didn't do and other people. So if you're around somebody who's always talking about others and criticizing others, they're probably a very toxic person. They do not take responsibility for their feelings. Instead, what they do is they project their feelings onto you. And if you try to point this out to them, they are going to absolutely deny it and take no responsibility for it. They will not apologize. So if you get an apology from someone, and I remember when I wrote my book, Beautifully Broken, my children had told him that I was writing this book. And he sent me a text like, I need to talk to you. 
And anytime I got a text like that, I'd always like feel like I was going to throw up and have a knot in my stomach because usually I was going to get yelled at for something or there was going to be an issue or I was going to get threatened to take back to court or whatever. There was always something. So I was really dreading that. And then when I finally talked to him, he wanted to apologize. He said, I know the kids are writing, said you're writing a book and I just wanted to say I'm sorry. And I could have you could have knocked me over with a feather. I was like, what? So he did apologize then. But in all of the other instances, like when he choked me or when he yelled at me, like I never got apologies for that. They will not apologize. Um, They don't really see a need to because everything else is everyone else's fault. And so they try to make everything your fault. And they do that, again, because it serves their own needs. And... They try to gain sympathy because they're always the victim. They're very inconsistent. So again, I talked about this. Like I never knew if I was going to be with Prince Charming that evening or if I was going to be with Satan and you just didn't know. And maybe, you know, halfway through the evening, then Satan would show up. I mean, I don't know. You just never knew who was going to show up so they can change their attitude and behavior depending on how they're feeling. So if you do something, like you may do something and you do it more than once and one time it doesn't bother them and so they don't do anything and then the next time it does and so then they just blow up. So you just never know. They're very inconsistent. They may make you try to prove yourself to them. So they make you choose you over other people like this was a very big problem in my relationship because my ex was very jealous of my family and so he would get mad if I wanted to spend time with them and we would have to go spend time with his family and it became a struggle and a power struggle and he was even that way with my kids when they were born if my brother spent more time with them and he would get very angry and upset about that also they will make you defend yourself. So they're not really interested in your point of view and you may end up trying to persuade them of something and they may divert the, the discussion. Um, it's, it's always like talking in a circle. They never come up with any solutions to anything. And they're not very caring or supportive about what's happening to you. Again, because it's very selfish selfish kind of behavior Um, they're really after what they want and what you want doesn't mean doesn't make a difference it doesn't matter so you may see that people twist everything you say to make you feel bad or to make you look bad they may say awful things to you and then deny that they said it they may use guilt trips to try to control you They may minimize your problems or difficulties so that they don't have to be there for you. Their problems are always so much worse than everyone else's. They're experts at using passive aggressive behaviors to hurt you so they might stop talking to you for a while um, or do other passive things to really hurt you. They focus their attention only on their own unhappiness and they will not acknowledge your own pain. They try to intimidate you with aggression or anger. And they seek out sensitive, insecure, or trusting people because it's easier for them to take advantage of you. So if you feel like 
you always attract these kinds of people in your life, it's not a surprise. You probably do, and it's because you're a kind soul. Especially if you're an empath, it's like these kinds of people pick up on the fact that you're empathic, and it's like they see your light and they want that light. And how are they going to get that light? By smothering you and taking it. So we tend to attract those kinds of people, but there are things you can do to shield yourself from these types of people. One of the things you can do is to pay attention to your gut when you're talking to someone. If it feels like something's off and like they're lying to you, like I said, whenever I talked to my sister and I said, he seems to be too nice, like he's too polite, he has too many good manners. And that would seem like an odd thing to say, but I knew in my gut something was off, something was not right about it. And what was not right about it was that wasn't his true wasn't his true personality. So if you are in a relationship with someone or, you know, whoever it is, and you feel like they're not on the up and up, like they're not being honest with you or the things that they're doing don't really match up to what they're saying, pay attention to that. Pay attention to that because those are signals that your higher self is sending you that this is not a good person. People will always not always be who they really truly are with you they'll say one thing and do another so look at their behavior and is how inconsistent is it is it consistent or are they sometimes they do this and sometimes they do that so look at how consistent their behavior is don't rush into any relationships so this is a big one because a lot of people who are toxic will tend to want to rush the relationship and want to get you locked in really quickly And there's a good reason for that, because they know if their true personality were to shine through, you'd drop them like a hot potato. So be very slow and cautious about getting into relationships, especially if you're starting to doubt whether this person is really who they say they are. You need to be able to respect yourself enough to walk away. So if you find that you're in a toxic relationship, there's nothing wrong with walking away, with saying, I need to get out especially if you don't have any roots with this person, if you're not living with them and you're not married to them, even if they're family, you can still limit the amount of time you spend around them. There is absolutely no shame and nothing wrong with not going around someone because they just are toxic. And it's harder when it's family, but it is still necessary. I know that there have been times when my mom and I have gotten into fights and she wasn't being kind and I had to say I had to hang up and I I wouldn't call back until you know she respected my boundaries and that's not easy especially with a parent because you know you're supposed to respect your parents but if they're not treating you well there's nothing that says that you can't take care of your own feelings first and take care of yourself first so always set that boundary let people know if you're going to treat me like this i don't want to be around you so one of the things you can do is to set a boundary and if you're around someone you know they're toxic you know that they complain all the time and it drains your energy you just let them know you know i'm sorry i can't spend all of this time with you you know go do something with them like Maybe you have, if it's your family member, let's say, you say, okay, I'm going to spend one hour with this person a month or every few months, and I'm not going to feel guilty about that. So set your limits with them and set boundaries.
Also, if they start a fight with you, don't even participate because that's what they want you to do. They want you to play games with them, to participate. And when you decide not to, it does not, it's not fun for them anymore. And I talk about this in my book, Beautifully Broken. When I learned how to stop playing the game, when I learned how to take myself out of it, the game stopped being fun for him and he stopped playing. And I never thought that that would work, but it actually does. So know when to pick your battles. When something isn't really important, just don't worry about it. And also never come to a fight emotionally. If someone can make you emotional, they can manipulate you and they can control you. So what you have to learn how to do, and it's not easy, but you have to learn that no matter what is said or what is done, I'm not having a reaction. Even if that means later, after you leave the fight, you go and you have a reaction and you scream your head off. There's nothing wrong with that. But don't have an emotional reaction in front of the toxic person because that is what they're looking for. When you have an emotional reaction, it is like they've won no matter what happens. The fact that they're able to manipulate you, to control you, to get you to react is a win for them. So when you stop giving them that stimulus, in my book I talk about Pavlov's dogs, but they have to have stimulus, right? In that experiment, Pavlov, he brought the dogs food and then he rang the bell. And his goal was he wanted to see if he could get the dogs to salivate because they would salivate anytime they would bring food. If the dogs would salivate when he just rang the bell. Well, it wouldn't work at first because they had nothing. There was no stimulus. And so he had to bring the food first and then it caused the salivation and then he would bring the bell. And eventually he stopped bringing the food first and he would just ring the bell and it would cause the dog's glands to salivate because they knew the food was coming. Well, in that way, your emotional reaction is like the stimulus for your toxic person. They're waiting on that reaction to get what they need to then trap you in that fight. If you don't give them that reaction, it's no fun, right? They're like, this is no fun. I'm not going to get what I want in this fight. So they just stop. And it may take a couple of times for that to work. But honestly, for me, I only had to do it once. I talk about this in my book too. My ex would call me at all hours of the night and I couldn't get any sleep. And so finally, I just went to the police station and I filed a cease and desist report, a letter for him, you know, to stop calling because it's against the law. It's harassment. And I never heard any more about it. He never told me he got a letter. He didn't say anything, but he stopped calling. So set your boundaries. That's setting a boundary when you show them, look, I'm not playing here. If I have to do something legal, I will. Also, rise above their behavior because their behavior is so irrational. And it doesn't make any sense most of the time anyway. So remove yourself from the situation because you're never going to be able to reason with that person. Also, make sure that you're staying aware of their emotions. And if you know they're in a bad mood, you know they're unstable, try to walk away. Try not to be around that person. Again, keep your boundaries, you know. Let them know, hey, if you act this way, I'm not going to come around you. Don't allow them to steal your joy. And again, that comes down to turning off your reactions and not allowing what they do to affect you. Don't focus on problems 
focus on solutions. And so if they're coming to you with, oh, I have all of these problems, I have blah, 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 just walk away. Again, everyone has the right to walk away. You can absolutely protect your own energy by walking away. So how else can we stop toxic people in our lives? We can call on our angels to help us with this. One thing you can do is when you're feeling like you're being targeted or bullied by someone, you can call on Archangel, you can call on actually Mother Mary to help you with this. You can ask Mother Mary to talk to the guardian angels of the person who is picking on you or being toxic to you and ask them to work on your behalf to stop that toxic energy and to restore balance. Another thing you can do is to ask Archangel Azrael to transmute that negative toxic energy into loving, peaceful energy so that there's a harmonious balance between you and this person. You can also do a cord cutting because that negative energy leaves behind, it leaves behind an energetic residue on us and it, it binds us to that other person energetically. So you can do a cord cutting and ask Archangel Michael to cut the cords between you and this person, to cut away the negative cords that are attaching you to this person. Another thing you can do is to ask Archangel Michael to shield you. So envision him coming and putting his blue light, I always think of him as like a a bluish purplish light, putting that light around your entire body, shielding you from any negative energy, getting into your own energetic field. We can also ask for forgiveness for this person. Remember, the other person doesn't have to know that you forgive them. It's not about them anyway. It's about you letting go of the burden that you're carrying around from all of the things this person's done to you. So go through forgiveness. And I always like using the website Radical Forgiveness because they have free worksheets that you can work through. Just go do a Google search of Radical Forgiveness, and it's the only website that really pops up with that name, and they have free worksheets that you can do either online or you can download and print, and you can work through it, and it helps to see you from like a third-party situation, and really, when you're working with toxic people, that's what you need to do anyway, is to look at the situation like you're just an observer looking outside of yourself and what's going on and take the emotion out of it because our emotions when those are on high you know on overload like we're so emotional about it we can't come up with any solutions we can't even see solutions so it's important that you're able to turn off your emotions and really look at something like you're just observing it from above and and look at it what's this really teaching me because it is teaching you something it's a lesson usually it's a lesson in setting healthy boundaries but another thing that I would really like to convey to you is that toxic relationships really do a number on our self-esteem and our self-worth so if you've been in a situation like that if you've been in one and you've just gotten out or you need to get out you need to work on your self-love and self-esteem too because when you know your worth those kinds of people can't get in and attach to you because you'll just You'll be like, whatever, go away. You'll, you'll start trusting your intuition and you'll see the signs. So you need to work on you. And my course, You Are Lovable, is a great course in building self-esteem and self-love. It is 
really affordable and oh my gosh, it is so worth the investment because to actually turn toxic people away from you is an amazing thing. But that is actually what happens when you start working on yourself and you start loving yourself and setting healthy boundaries and learning how to do that. Toxic people will leave you alone. And I, I promise you, I would not have believed it. But in the last year, leading up to my ex's, you know, in the last year of his life, before that, it was constant. He would text, call, whatever, come by, try to like wiggle his way back in again. Even though he was married, he would still try to do that. The last year of his life, when I was working on myself and doing everything that I was doing, he left me alone. I didn't hear from him. And I truly believe it's because he knew it wouldn't work with me anymore. And I think he just knew that deep down. So he just let go. And you will be amazed when you work on yourself what happens to the people in relationships around you. It's crazy, but it is so true. It is an investment that is so worth it. You will absolutely, you will be so thankful that you did this and that you took the time to invest in yourself. You can go to my website, melissaoatman.com, and from the offerings page, you will see the course, You Are Lovable. And even if you just do my Love Your Life course, either one of those courses would be amazing for helping you to build your self-esteem and to really work on yourself. The most valuable investment you will ever make is on yourself and in yourself, and you deserve it. So if you are dealing with a toxic person, I have to say that I sympathize. I know my book, Beautifully Broken, I talk about it at great length. So even if the toxic person isn't your spouse, my book tells you really how to deal with toxic people. So you might find that to be helpful for you. And now my book is available in audiobook format and you can find the links to my book in the show notes. So go check that out if that's interesting to you or go to my website, melissaoatman.com and sign up for my classes because it's worth it. It's worth investing in yourself to have a happier life and one that's free from toxicity. You deserve that. So I picked a card for you today, and the card I pulled is from the Heart Thoughts deck by Louise Hay. It says, all of my relationships are enveloped in a circle of love. I have wonderful, harmonious relationships with everyone where there is mutual respect and caring on both sides. Say this mantra to yourself daily. I have wonderful, harmonious relationships where there is mutual respect and caring on both sides, because that is how it should be. It should not be one person getting their way all the time. There should be equal give and take. So if you don't have that in your relationship, you need to learn how to set your boundaries and let it go if need be. You will feel so much better not being tied down to that energy. All right, guys, well, I want to thank you so much for being here with me. As always, if you like this podcast, please subscribe. Please leave me a positive review from wherever you're listening. Leave me some stars on iTunes. That helps me and it helps others find me. And I want to thank you so much for those of you who have already done that. You can share my podcast either on your social media platform or just share it with someone that you think would benefit from it. Also, if you want to work with me, you can go to melissaoatman.com. There you will see all of the services I offer 
as well as a description, and you can purchase them directly from the website. If you want a book, you can just contact me. We will schedule your session. All of my sessions are done online through Zoom so that you can be in the comfort of your own home. Don't forget to follow me on social media. You will find all of my links to my social media in my show notes to this podcast. I go live Mondays at 6.30 Central on Facebook where I do a free card reading. If you show up for the live, I will pull a personal card for you. And I post videos to Instagram and IGTV. And I also have free guided meditations and tappings on my YouTube channel. Go check all of that out. As always, I want to thank you so much for being here with me. I hope that you have a beautiful day from wherever you're listening. I am sending you so much love and light, and I will talk to you soon. Bye, guys.